education, social responsibility, and financial independence go hand in ball. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy. Welcome, I am Neville. My guest is Aaron Johnson, graduate of Grambling University, owner of Aaron Johnson Fitness Club, and author of Don't Be a Dumb Jock, a personal development book for early teens. Aaron, welcome to the journey. Thank you. Before we dive into the hows, whys, and wherefore of your book, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a native of Shreveport, Louisiana, have been living in Dallas for nine years, almost 10 years now, Mm -hmm. developing my kids' fitness program, the Skate Bud Skate Fitness Camp, as well as my personal training business that I have for people 50 and older. Uh, I've recently written a book for athletes, non-athletes, ages 13 and up. Uh, It's called Don't Be a Dumb Jock, How to Be a Superhuman Being. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been, that's my project that I'm working on mm-hmm. most uh, recently. So why did you, why did you decide to become an author? Here you were, are, um, as you said, a fitness trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, that probably comes out of your background. I'm going to try to see if I could find out a little bit about your background in a moment. But why did you decide to write? So I started writing in college. Mm-hmm. Um a friend of mine, a girlfriend of mine suggested, because I was going through some injuries, football things, mm-hmm. that I started that I start writing in a journal. Mm-hmm. So I started writing in college in my own journal, just writing down thoughts um, to mention, to, to get you a good understanding. And then as I became more involved in my business, mm-hmm. um, I started a blog mm-hmm. and I, I, read on my, I wrote on my blog for about six years mm-hmm. um, about health, wellness, getting fit, staying fit, kids' health, kids' fitness. Um, and then after writing on my blog for six years, then I I just, writing has become easy. Writing has become fun. Mm-hmm. It's become a way to communicate clearly. Mm-hmm. And so writing a book was probably the easiest writing that I've that I was that I've done so far. Well, I take my hat off to you because I'm a writer and I do not find it easy. But <laughs> um, uh, you went to Grambling, didn't you? Right, right. Tell us about that. So, f- coming from Shreveport, Louisiana, I played football, high school basketball, high school ran track. Um, Coach Doug Williams recruited me out of high school to um, play football. So, mm. Super Bowl MVP Doug Williams. Um, a friend of mine, a friend of the family, I should say, um, saw me play football, mm-hmm. thought I should send my highlight tape to Coach Williams. Mm-hmm. And so I recorded a highlight tape of me playing football, um, produced it, gave it to my family friend. He took it and sat it down in Coach Williams' office. Mm-hmm. They began to talk. And a week later, he offered me a football scholarship. Mm-hmm. He didn't know me before then. Mm-hmm. He didn't know about uh, my school yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so he offered me an opportunity to play college football, to get my education, um, to further my development as a person, really. And so it was a great experience. I played college football four years. But what, what about you that you think made him 
grab you and to put you in the team? What? Um, it definitely was not my height, and um, anybody that tells you that that has seen me play any kind of sport or participate in any kind of sport will tell you that my height is probably is not my strong points. Mm. Um, but my leadership ability, my heart is mm. probably the biggest thing. Um, be willing to go the extra level, the, the extra mile for my team, for myself, for my family. Mm-hmm. I think you can tell a lot of that in how I play the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, being coachable, having good coaches that could talk to me and um, implement certain principles into me. Um, I think that was a part of what you could see from my highlight tape. Um, my ability, I was a quarterback, so I studied film. I watched a lot of film. I was a I was able to uh, break down defenses, and so you can see a lot of that from my um, my highlight tape. And so that, along with the family friend, my family, I have a my mom went to Grambling, my sisters went to Grambling, so we have uh, a lineage of uh, family members that have gone to Grambling. So I was already a part of the family, um, but seeing my highlight tape and uh, talking to my coaches, I think. They got a better understanding. What was your best experience playing for Grambling? Ooh, probably in hindsight, the best experience was my injury. But you call that the best experience? I hope it, all right. Tell yeah, me, because tell me. Um, up until that point, I was solely focused on football. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, if you watch football, you know, athletes, you know, a, a football player's number one priority or focus is to make it to the NFL Mm -hmm. at some point that's on your Mm -hmm. your radar radar. yes and so you know being five foot six five foot seven on a good day (laughs) um I didn't fit the eye test for NFL athletes Mm -hmm. and so but that didn't discourage me I had the heart of a champion so Mm -hmm. I can do it I built I believed in myself Mm -hmm. but then when I got hurt it forced me to look at life from a wider lens and to say, okay, you're short. That's one down play. Mm -hmm. And then now you're injured. That's two. So how reasonable, how reliable is this NFL dream? Mm -hmm. And so being hurt for a year, sitting out for a year, um, watching the team go on, because I was starting at the time as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm starting – I'm the best athlete, the best wide receiver on the team mm-hmm. as a freshman, and then I get hurt. And so it's like instead of the next four years being dedicated towards making it to the NFL, it was like, okay, now you have to look at life from a different perspective, and the idea of not going to the NFL is more real now than it's ever been. So what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And I was always in the books, so I wasn't always in the books, but I, I was a smart I, I got a 3.0, okay? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was just not going to class, but mm-hmm. getting hurt forced me to look at life at a from a 10-year-from-now perspective mm-hmm. versus a year-from-now perspective or a four-year-from-now perspective. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, the book, uh, Don't Be a Jump Doc, uh, tells part of your story. Uh, one of the things that I like about this book is that you not only tell the story, but you... You, it's it's almost like a, a personal developmental tool for people, right? So I wanted you, when we come back, for you to talk to us a little bit about that. Is that okay? Sure.
Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I'm back with Aaron Johnson, author of Don't Be a Dumb Jock, How to Be a Superhuman Being. Tell us about this book. So you asked me about why being injured um, was a good thing for me. Mm -hmm. So um, once I was hurt, you know, I graduate and then you go to grad. I went to grad school. So from thinking about NFL to getting focused on school and um, doing my classroom assignments and picking a proper major. Um, then I went to graduate school. I graduated. My, my sociology professors convinced me to go to graduate school. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody who had gone to graduate school. My mom went to graduate school when she was 40. Mm -hmm. I was 21 at the time. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you should go to grad school. So I was like, what am I going to grad school for? Mm -hmm. So I go to grad school or I, I went through a process that allowed me to go to grad school mm -hmm. and I started to study the psychology of sports. Mm -hmm. And so in the psychology of sports class, mm -hmm. they started talking about injuries and how injuries impact the mental state of mind of an athlete, mm -hmm. not just the physical state. Mm -hmm. And so I knew firsthand how that happened or the process of that because I had just gone through an injury. Mm -hmm. And then they show ways to overcome the mental um, injuries from having a physical injury. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading this information and I'm injured. I'm, I was still injured actually because my knee had never recovered. I never got the full strength, never got the full flexibility up until that point. And so I was in my mind, and when I went out there to play, I still was, I didn't have that automatic mm -hmm. go, mm -hmm. that automatic cut, that mm -hmm. automatic stop. Right. And so there was a glitch in the matrix, as, mm -hmm. I, as I call it. Mm -hmm. And so these sports psychology classes started to talk about mentality mm -hmm. of athletes, of winning athletes, of mm -hmm. elite athletes, of injured athletes. Mm -hmm. And I started to understand that this sports psychology was a science. Mm -hmm. This was something that had been thoroughly studied, researched, theories, solutions have been developed around athletes. Mm -hmm. The problem is they don't tell you this until you, after you're an athlete or, or after you finish playing or once you become a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. Then they start more focusing on how do you think? Mm -hmm. How do you approach the game? How, mindset. Mm -hmm. The mindset mm -hmm. of the athlete. So mm -hmm. I was like, why I'm an athlete? Why did no why no one brought this to my attention at the time so i was like let me I was, so i so then i started reading a lot i was like man this is i like this this is what i'm interested in and so then they started talking about how teams win successful teams championship teams mm -hmm. and it's a formula there's a way to get to become successful in sports as an individual or as a team mm -hmm. so and part of in the in the beginning of that um, journey is the communication, the communication between that's going on in your own mind, mm -hmm. and then the communication that's going on between the coach 
and an athlete. Mm-hmm. And so, so I started to study this, and I'm like, man, there were certain games, certain situations where my performance was not the best mm-hmm. for whatever reason. At the time, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. As I started to study more of the psychology of sports, I started to understand that other outside influences have an effect on your performance. Mm-hmm. Family, social life, financial status. Uh, and you're telling me the coach or the coaching team did not uh, discuss these kinds of things with you guys either? So it's just... Okay. Yeah, it's more like play. If you don't play, we'll find somebody to get in here to do it. You don't want to follow direction. You know, it's yeah. that type of... That that was the coaching that I was mostly under at the time. Um, and so from there, I started to, so I started to reframe how I talked to myself mm-hmm. in regards to now I'm not playing sports. So let me, let me try this. Let me try these exercises to change my mindset outside and see if it works outside of sports. Mm-hmm. And then I started coaching kids and I was like let me see if this works with the kids Mm -hmm. and then I started talking differently as a communication everyday communication my communication every day Mm -hmm. started to change because of the understanding of talking to athletes and their and the effect of it on their performance Mm -hmm. and the same thing goes to in in real life Mm -hmm. so for instance if I'm as an injured athlete you're thinking your confidence confidence is not as high Um, your motivation is not as high, your intrinsic motivation, the ability for somebody to motivate you mm-hmm. is lessened. And so to get back up to speed, you have to motivate yourself first. Mm-hmm. You have to talk to yourself. You have to. So how do you go about doing that? Um, so, so there was a technique, there was, um, they call it positive self-talk. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Or just learning the difference between positivity and negativity. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure the coaches that I had previous, they didn't know that negative coaching styles may affect my performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they coach you in a negative way to motivate you. Mm-hmm. So that was the technique that they used. Mm-hmm. Well, I might be a, a player who responds better to positive reinforcement mm-hmm. instead of negative reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And so with my within my own self, I would beat myself up to motivate myself. Right. Like, hey man, get it together. Uh, it wasn't working. Yeah. Right. I, I kind of like that part of your book because you talked, I think you called it that tough love kind of a thing that, right. uh, and I don't know if this is the same thing that you're talking about where um, uh, uh, people... Uh, take this idea of tough love thinking that it will motivate you it might motivate some people it demotivates right. others right a better coaching system is actually understanding your player understanding your person so that the communication between uh, the two of you end up strengthening right. uh, both parties rather than um, as you said um, unintentionally de- pushing them down right you right. become a more cohesive team right so mm-hmm. As a player, if I'm if you're a coach and I'm a player and I feel like you have my best interest in mind mm-hmm. during sports and, and outside uh, of sports, right. then I feel a closer bond and a better response. Yes, Intrinsically, yes. emotionally, yes. Yes, mentally, it's just it's innate. And so, 
if I feel like the only reason you want me as a player is because of my athletic ability, mm-hmm. then there's going to be a lack of cohesion mm-hmm. in that relationship because mm-hmm. maybe you getting what you want out of the relationship, but I'm not getting yeah. what I want out of the relationship. Right. Right. So using those concepts outside of sports, I started, you know, doing my, 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 my social relationships. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Setting up win-win social relationships. You win, I win. Mm-hmm. Setting up business relationships. You win, I win. Understanding mm-hmm. that if we're a team, mm-hmm. if we're on a team, if it's a team of five, mm-hmm. everybody needs to be feeling a part of the victory. Not mm-hmm. one person going, I'm the best. Y'all follow me. Right. And that, that's a nice change. We'll be right back. Yeah. You are on the journey, and it's time for our question of the week. Our question for today is this. Who is the unsung hero of your success? I'm back with our guest, Aaron Johnson. Aaron, we took a break in the middle of your story. Could you continue? So, yeah. So, we start talking about team cohesion, and we start talking about being a better athlete, and we start talking about the mindset of being a better athlete. Mm-hmm. These same principles, they transfer to regular human beings. Mm-hmm. So... Let's say I have a kid, six years old, mm-hmm. all right, and I teach them teamwork, discipline, hard work, mm-hmm. focus, concentration, positive self-talk, mm-hmm. um, eating fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. drinking water, mm-hmm. saying, believing in yourself, I can do it. Mm-hmm. By the time they're 16, mm-hmm. I don't have to reinforce this. These are things that have been right. embedded into his from, from yeah mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so innately that makes him stronger mm-hmm. than a sixteen year old that has not been a part of a team mm-hmm. who has not understood discipline who does not understand um, respect for authority who does not understand all these things that you teach or we coach mm-hmm. within sports mm-hmm. innately mm-hmm. it's automatic. So, my thought was, if I could teach some 6 to 13-year-olds, hard work pays off, practice makes perfect, um, discipline, focus, concentration, mm-hmm. creative visualization, mm-hmm. by the time they are 14, mm-hmm. then we can start talking about things like business ownership mm-hmm. or whatever other advanced mm-hmm. um, philosophies that we want to talk about. So I took the principles that I learned in my sports psychology class, one of them, um, and I started to apply them to the normal kids. Mm-hmm. And I started teaching school with the same coaching style of positive reinforcement first instead mm-hmm. of negative reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And then instead of expecting everybody to be an elite athlete, like mm-hmm. we spoke about, mm-hmm. We'll just we'll just treat you and service you 
at the level that you are with the needs that are right in front of us. If, if your need is you need to learn to touch your toes, then we're going to teach you how to touch your toes before we put you through a speed and agility training. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so um, I created a program. I wrote the book, created a program. I created the program, then wrote the book to um, open up the conversation about sports and life, mm-hmm. life and sports, mm-hmm. and how you don't have to be an athlete to adhere to these simple philosophies mm-hmm. of hard work, focus, and the things that you see athletes um, innately receive, regardless of their age, when they begin to play sports or when they begin to exercise, mm-hmm. because exercise is a proponent of sports. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to go through life without exercising, just mm-hmm. like you don't want to go through sports training without exercising. Mm-hmm. And those athletes that don't that don't train get beat consistently mm-hmm. or they injure themselves consistently against athletes that are consistently training, consistently getting stronger and are developing their mind and body and coordination mm-hmm. with whatever skill they're learning from whatever sport they're playing. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Riosports.com. Fitness is an essential element of quality living, physical fitness, mental strength, emotional agility, spiritual stability, that wholeness of being. Be fit. Enjoy free championship tips on total fitness from Riosports.com. R-Y-O-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Riosports. Let's return to our guest, Aaron Johnson, author of Don't Be a Dumb Jock. Aaron, what is the chief intention of this book? The idea is that at the end of our sports career, we have taken care of our bodies, strengthened endurance, flexibility, um, pain management, We've over we've learned how to overcome adversity. Mm-hmm. We've learned how to um, cope with failure. We've learned how to win. Mm-hmm. We've learned how to lose, and now our career is over with. Mm-hmm. And so, what do you do when the career is over with? And mm-hmm. you've spent, you know, eighteen to say twenty eight years of your life playing sports. Mm-hmm. Whether it's full time, whether it's part time, whether it's college time, whether it's professional, mm-hmm. you spent a great amount of your years playing sports, learning these uh, different success building techniques, success skills. What do you do? You take that information, you take those skills, um, and you implement it in some way in the real world. Mm-hmm. Because again, if we talk to a, a six year old that's been trained from six year olds from six to eight and at nine they're going to be a little bit more advanced than a kid who has not been training whether that's physical training mental training emotional training mm-hmm. same way with adults typically we don't get you hear the self-help stories um people going to the self-help education you know after their jobs have failed them after they've been fired after they've had some traumatic too late experience yeah, right. well it's not too late but it's late in the game it's, it's the, late right right yeah right and mm-hmm. so my book uh is to introduce 
younger teenage adults, teenage young adults, mm-hmm. to concepts and to thinking skills, to physical skills that they may not be introduced to unless they were playing sports. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we say it's for the non-athlete. For the athlete, there's a great chance that um, your coaches that you've been privy to may not understand that there's a mind-body-emotional connection in sports. Mm -hmm. You can see it when they do because these are the teams that win consistently. When you Mm -hmm. see teams like, for instance, um, probably most recently, uh, one of my favorites is Alabama and Nick Saban. Mm -hmm. And the team cohesion that he's been able to build amongst not only the team, Mm -hmm. but around alumni and the school in general. They Mm -hmm. back to their winning days. Well, when I watch them play, I'm watching a cohesive unit. I'm watching an offense that plays defense. I'm watching a defense that plays offense. I'm watching a special teams that plays offense, defense, and special teams. Mm-hmm. And the players in the system understand this is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're not just playing offense. Right. I'm just not the quarterback. I'm just not the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. It's not just my job to catch the ball and score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. No, it's my job to manage the game, manage the time, be on the same page with my quarterback, my running backs, my offensive line. Mm-hmm. All the the people involved, we need to be thinking and acting in, in accordance mm-hmm. to uh, what winning teams are uh, accustomed to doing. Mm-hmm. Another mm-hmm. example, you talk about, uh, the New England Patriots and Tom Brady and, and those guys, they never have the most talent, mm-hmm. but they always win. Mm-hmm. How? Because they they know, they understand the con, the cohesive team aspect. Mm-hmm. And in the fourth quarter when the game is on the line mm-hmm. and they have to drive 80 yards, everybody on the team believes that they can win. Mm-hmm. The quarterback is not the only one that believes that he can win. Right. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's playing their position. Everybody is is doing what they're supposed to do at the right time for the sake of the team. Mm -hmm. Of course, the individuals receive the accolades, but as a team, as a championship team, every person's um, skill and ability is accounted for. Every person, if if you don't play, if I don't play and I'm on the team and Mm -hmm. I say something to the starting quarterback Mm -hmm. that that throws him off, Mm -hmm. it can happen. Or I it could, yeah, I could say something to the to the mm-hmm. quarterback that lifts him out of a bad situation, but mm-hmm. I don't play. Mm-hmm. He listens to what I say. We go out fourth quarter, last uh, winning drive, we win the game. Mm-hmm. So we want to coach winning. We want to coach um, self development. We want to coach independence, being able to think and educate and become self aware, knowing what skills and talents you have. Um, sports is just a good way to uh, magnify and measure, you know, the will, the the talent, the techniques, the skills, the mental abilities mm-hmm. that we have to we're gonna have to use through life anyway. Cool, cool. Well, I know that your book um, uh, allows people to do that, um, but mention something to me. You say that you do have these camps or clubs, or tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so the Aaron Johnson Fitness Club, a company I started um, eight years ago, and we teach normal kids, and normal I say non-athletic kids, um, kids that don't play sports, Mm -hmm. how to become 
more engaged in their physical body, mm-hmm. their mental body, and their emotional bodies mm-hmm. through exercise. Mm-hmm. And so I have a product. It's called it's a skate product. It's called Skate Buds, mm-hmm. Strap-On Heel Skates. Mm-hmm. And a part of my fitness program, I use these skates as a way to teach these kids how to overcome fear. Mm-hmm. Because one of the main um, fears of life is failing. Mm-hmm. Failure and failing and falling mm-hmm. have, um, have a cohesion. Okay, so if you put on some skates, mm-hmm. your number one fear may be that you're going to fall. Mm-hmm. But why not be excited that you'll be able to skate? Mm-hmm. So... The kids, they put on the skate buzz and their, their immediate result. So as I was doing these camps over the years, I saw that the skates are fun and, and promoting fun is good within health. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, a lot of people's number one, um, say, disability mm-hmm. is their fear factor. Their How much fear do you perceive from a normal day right. or how much fear do you perceive when there's a challenge or an obstacle mm-hmm. and such as skate buds and then coaching them through it. Say, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Say, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And a six year old to 13 year old, there's a good chance their first response is I cannot do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what they try. Mm-hmm. You've never tried it. How do you know you can't do it? That was just your automatic response. Mm-hmm. So I give you a difficult situation. I give you a difficult scenario like skate buds for a six-year-old. And I say, say you can do it. Mm-hmm. You can't go until you say, I can do it. Mm-hmm. All right? And then say, keep repeating that over and over and over. But I can't do it. No, I can't. Okay. No, 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 no. Say, I can do it. We want to program that into your mind first. Mm-hmm. I can. And so watching the kids, like I was telling you about the coaching Watching the kids go from a I can't do it to a I did it mm-hmm. is a measurable outcome. Mm-hmm. And so when you go from, when you teach thousands of kids this over 10 years, hundreds of thousands really, then you start to understand that it's not only in sports that they have this fear, but in life in general, there's a innate fear and an innate self lack of self-confidence. And if we start to teach the kids in the beginning when they're most impressionable, then we don't have to teach confidence later on in life. Mm-hmm. And so coming from a, coming from my injury, I had to go from a person that was starting quarterback. I've been starting all my life, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And to now nobody knows who I am. Mm-hmm. And my confidence it, it tanked, you know, because I was so attached to the screams and people knowing who I was and, mm-hmm. you know, having to overcome that adversity, you know, it, it, it caused a depression. I was depressed. I was had thoughts of suicide. I had. So how did you do with that? Um, I think it was just it was just um, over time. And I don't think that. There was anything that I did in particular, and it was just over time I was able to resolve it in my mind. Mm-hmm. Because picture this, I, I'm starting. Mm-hmm. I get hurt. Mm-hmm. The guy who takes my spot mm-hmm. goes to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 
but mental strong people, you should be pulling for that guy. <laughs> I get, I'm not not I'm pulling for him. I'm not not pulling for him. I'm just telling you, I in my mind, I was thinking like. You could have been there. Wow. Right, what? Right, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you watch somebody, you watch somebody, you know, mm-hmm. take your opportunity or what you perceive it to be your opportunity mm-hmm. and make the most of it. Mm-hmm. And you watch that and then you have to go. Well, that's an awesome story in itself. You, know, <laughs> you got to go. You. Yeah, why, why, why don't you? Right. So, then, yeah, so yeah. just not one mm-hmm. people. So just over time, you know, again, like you said, being happy for him, mm-hmm. you know, watching him break records and mm-hmm. score touchdowns every week and everybody's writing about him in the paper, you know, ESPN and all this, and you sitting there like, why not you? God, yeah. what yeah. are you doing? What, what did I do to deserve this? Okay. <laughs> and so at the end of the day, you know, learning, having a different positive mental outlook mm-hmm. and learning how to turn negative situations or what you think is a negative situation mm-hmm. into a situation where, you know, 10 years later, I can write a book about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can smile about it, laugh about it. I can hopefully inspire somebody else to overcome a situation where, mm-hmm. you know, you thought it was just insurmountable. Awesome, awesome. Oh, well, we're going to play a little game when I'm back. Let's go. I'm inviting Aaron's videographer, Davis Blair, to play along with us. Let's play Stuck on an Abandoned Island. An envoy of the SBL Sage from our SBL series has come to take you out of grave danger. You will be taken and left on an abandoned island. No one knows how long you will be left there. You might well be there forever. You have one minute to grab only three things to take with you. What will you take and why? Oh, one, three things. What three things? Now, let me, before I tell you what three things, let me preface this by saying, moving to Dallas, I was homeless. And I lived in my car for six months. And when you live in your car, you can only have the bare essentials. essentials. <laughs> so you know exactly There's no fluffy. Right. There's no extra clothing. There's right. no extra. Right. You can't have 10 pair of shoes right. and you're living in your car. So am I already clothed? Am I already clothed? Yes. Okay, I got clothes on. Right. I'm going to have on my favorite pair of tennis shoes. You're going to okay? have your favorite? This is going to be my favorite pair of right. tennis shoes. Um, but. And I'm going to have on my Aaron Johnson Fitness Club t-shirt. Right. Okay. Um, I'm going to probably take um, some book, a book. Which book will you take? Mm, right now, I think probably the, the book I would take now would be The Laws of Human Nature mm. by Robert Greene. Okay. And because it's about 600 pages, <laughs> is I, it because of the pages or what's in the pages? What's in the pages, but I know if I'm going to be there for a long, extended amount of time, my book is only 90 pages, so it probably won't want that. 
I might take my book with me. There we go. But but then you okay. I've already written. Yeah, right. So I would take I would take a book first of all. I would take my book because I've over the years learning to read has been probably the most important skill that I've developed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would probably take. Oh, I don't need food, do I? I don't need food. I got you better decide. Probably take my computer. You take your computer. Right. I'll take my computer. You yeah. take a risk that there's power there. Right. Yeah, somewhere I know right. that my computer should work. Right. Um, if I could take a computer, then I think a book. I don't have very many things that I hold on t- t- too tight to now because mm-hmm. I've I've lost a lot in this journey and being detached from material things has been something that I've really had to come to grips with. Mm-hmm. So probably a book. Um, By the way, your minutes would have been long gone. Okay. They would have grabbed you. <laughs> you got two yeah. Now, that's, this is not the game that you had for Davis, but what would you take if you would? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I would... Uh, I'll take. I'm always have a tennis ball, tennis racket, bounce up and down. Right. I would take that. Right. Like you said, your book to cure boredom. I would take. That's two. Actually, that's three. But Is you that, got the racket, the bot. No, I don't know. If that's right, one or two. Well, I'm, I'm gonna advise him in a in a moment. Okay. Because a lot of tennis players is what I find is how many tennis players. The first thing they say. They're going to take that, but they always put it all in the bag. They said a tennis bag with everything oh, in it. Oh, you got a bag. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm cheating for him. Right. I would take. Are, am I being kidnapped? Because I would probably no, take some no. Sort of they're, laser. they're take. Uh, say that again. <laughs> Try to signal people planes in the sky. But that's probably a good thing. Still, you're not kidnapped, but but yeah. It's... I got my my tennis bag, my laser, and I'm gonna take one of those. The microwave from the Jetsons that makes all the that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Everyone living long enough will slip and fall into a deep hole. Three hands will appear. The hand of a hustler, the hand of a riddler, and the hand of a clown. Choose wisely, or you will be buried there. You want to go first? No. <laughs> oh, a clown. I would pick a clown. Why? Probably. Um, because I, I, at this point, um, people with sense, sense of humor um, have been the most helpful mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I say that people with brittles... A lot of for me mm-hmm. have been a lot of words with not a lot of action, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the hustler, 
I don't know if you've ever been hustled before, but I've been hustled. And the worst part about being hustled is the idea that I was going to get help. I was going to get what I needed. Forget what it costs. Mm. It was like I was going to get it, and mm. then it, I, did, it, I, I didn't get it because he hustled me. So I think the clown, maybe the clown would have some handkerchiefs that he could put down the hole, tie up, put down the hole, and help me out. I'm thinking. Um, if not, yeah, other than, oh, you said he got a hand. He, we, we, he's going to put me, yeah. So I think the clown. I think, I'm thinking the clown. What about you? Yeah, that's what I think I would say the Riddler because Riddler, that obviously means he's intelligent. He knows his way around this. He's he's here, so he knows his way around this. He's intelligent enough to help me get out. He probably knows exactly how to escape. He knows all this different stuff. He has all these these puzzles in his pocket, all these riddles, and he has all these answers. All answers. That's all I'm I'm needing if I'm stuck down here. He's got answers. Good, good, good. All right, thank you very much. All right, is there a correct answer to that? The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. Don't Be a Dumb Jock by Aaron T. Johnson. Have an awesome day. See you next week.